Hi, uh, my name is Seema Verma, and I'm with Dr. Brian Artis uh, to go over some of the new development that he was talking about with the Cobra vaccine um, being linked to the Cobra venom being linked to the vaccines and the side effects that people have been experiencing that are very similar to uh, being bit by a snake. So I wanted to talk to Dr. Artis about different uh, topics and parts of the vaccine and what we're seeing and observing in real life to see if it can make any sense of it. So I wanted to introduce Dr. Artis. Hi, Dr. Artis. Hello there, Seema. How are you? Thank you. I'm uh, doing well. So I wanted to start off the interview with just one uh, basic question about what the actual uh, vaccine shot comprises of. Is it, you know, because it's mRNA new technology that they've been using. And I think they've been wanting to do that for all future drugs as a new platform. And then also the, the, the chemical cocktail that it's kind of infused in where for the past couple of years, you know, um, I've seen a lot of videos about potentially having, um, uh, forgot what those little critters are, but those, you know, um, the way the blood transforms itself into little crystallized form and then uh, parasites potentially. So I'm a little confused about how they could have all these different mixtures of chemical cocktail plus the mRNA uh, coding because, you know, what is it really that's harming our body? Is it the chemical or the, the, the coding part? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, so which part do you want me to answer first? I'll answer anything you want. Uh, let's start with the cocktail, because uh, I know that you did a lot of work on discovering the venom portion of it. So am I right to assume that uh, COVID venom is part of the chemical cocktail, or is it also the genetic makeup? Yeah, so let's go into the principles of these shots. So let me tell you all the issues I have with these shots. So from the beginning, when I went through the emergency use authorization applications for Pfizer's mRNA shot, Moderna's mRNA shot, Johnson & Johnson's adenovirus vector COVID-19 shot, AstraZeneca's adenovirus vector COVID-19 vaccines. Adenovirus just means it's a common cold virus, which is what coronaviruses primarily are. Uh, they actually have some aspect of a virus in the shot for the Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca shots. From the beginning, what I said chemicals-wise, what we knew was in these actual shots uh, that we knew were a problem and that I was concerned with were two chemicals primarily. One for Pfizer and Moderna is called uh, polyethylene glycol 2000, which polyethylene glycol is the substrate component of antifreeze. So why it is I think anybody should be injecting a chemical that mimics the effects of antifreeze I mean, you know, it kills dogs and cats. Why do we want to inject that into any amounts into human beings as a whole? It's a horrible idea regardless. There is a reason why it's in there. So I've talked about that for the last year and a half. And then Johnson & Johnson has a different chemical. It's called polysorbate 80. The intention behind both of these is that they both punch holes in your gut blood barrier and your blood brain barrier to allow whatever's in the shots to get to your brain and into your bloodstream through the gut. That's the only reason why they're in there. Uh, I, I would not encourage anybody to put in their body anything that punches holes in the blood-brain barrier. It's what protects your neurological systems, which controls all of the rest of you. Those are disclosed already as ingredients in the shots that I've had a problem with, and I have promoted that 
my suggestion was for the last year and a half is people should at minimum, if they get these shots, be on apple pectin powder to bind to and remove these chemicals as much as possible from the human body. It's a great chelator and a binder along with bentonite clay to help remove those. Uh, then when you get to the mRNA technology inside of the Pfizer and Moderna shots, the mRNA supposedly, and I'll speak to who created these shots. You learn a lot about how these could be injuring people and what's in them based on the research that people did just before releasing the product. <laughs> so there's two doctors at the University of Pennsylvania, scientists who are credited with creating the mRNA technology COVID-19 shots, which are Pfizer and Moderna. Since 2009, these two people, their name is Drew Weissman and Kathleen Carrico, uh, they actually have been paid by Anthony Fauci's department at the NIH. It's called NIAID, or the National Institute's Allergies and Infectious Disease Department. That's Anthony Fauci's department that he's the director of. He has been solely funding these two people to do what is called mRNA gene editing therapy. The intent behind the mRNA vaccines is, and always been, to do gene editing therapy. They want to take your DNA and change your DNA. They're exactly. editing your genes. That's what they're doing. And that's so what Anthony Fauci has been paying to do. How do we know what exactly they're trying to edit? I mean, they tell us that, you know, they're taking part of the uh, this flu virus, the coronavirus, and putting in that in sort of to create the spikes. But how do we actually know that that's what they did since they only took part of whatever genetic coding of the virus that they're claiming. Yep. Yeah. So they, they say they've only got the portion that'll make your DNA. Okay. So let me just go a bit further. In the 2009 studies I found, and then the research studies, uh, my problems were that the two people doing this gene editing therapy with mRNA, in order to cleave or splice the genetic material to insert some other mRNA gene sequence into the DNA, they used a substance called snake venom phosphodiesterase to cleave DNA and RNA. That was what they've been researching for the last 13 years. Am I worried there's snake venom in these shots? Actually, yes, I am. Yeah. I'm actually concerned there's snake venom phosphodiesterase, which is a component of venom that destroys cells, membranes, and then slices open your DNA to insert the mRNA of their choice. That's what they're doing. So why are they wanting to do gene editing therapy? They're wanting to get your cells to replicate new spike proteins, they call it. They want your body making the spike protein that sits on the outside, supposedly, of the SARS-CoV-2 coronavirus. They want your body making it. They say it's the most deadly and infectious part of the virus. And they want your body making the spike protein so that your body can recognize the new spike proteins your body's making and just continue to produce antibodies to remove the spike proteins. Except that's just a theory that was never proven in research studies to work. When they did mRNA testing for vaccines and animals in 2005, they gave all the animals the mRNA technology shots, put them out in the wild, exposed them to the virus they were inoculated against, and every single animal died as a reaction to the infection when they encountered it in the wild, which is weird because they were never allowed to take mRNA vaccines after all the animals died and do an animal, um, do a human study. They were never approved to do that ever. They've right. never done it still. And now they're actually pushing the mRNA technology as a massive experiment on the planet. And that's what they're doing right now. So my worry is they're using snake venom 
or a synthetic form of snake venom phosphodiesterase that they can create in labs. They already know how to do this. Putting them in the shots, opening up your cells with the damage of the snake venom phosphodiesterase, getting to your genetics, cutting your DNA or cutting it in half, and how they figured out to code where to splice your DNA to insert the mRNA. Uh, I have no idea how they figured out what parts of the DNA that's that's isolating or targeting. I don't think they know it can target that. It could actually just be splicing open DNA, and then you've got mRNA that will attach itself to the spliced ends of genetic material, either RNA or DNA. And when it attaches, you have a new hybrid or two species DNA that are linked together. If this mRNA comes from a virus, it's actually now virus-human DNA, which is still a hybrid or a chimera, a mix of two species. Or as I am proposing, I'm actually convinced there's either just snake venom in the shots or they have mRNA from snake venom that they are inserting into your DNA. And they're making your body now create reptile or serpent slash human cells or DNA. So scary. And as your cells replicate new cells based on this new genetic makeup, you will be creating not what I call the spike protein. If you're generating anything from snake mRNA, you're generating venom peptides or venom proteins. And as your body is creating more and more of this venom aspect of its own genetic material, those venom aspects or components, they shred membranes in the body. They cause death to heart muscle cells, death to pancreas cells, which will cause worsening diabetes and death and coma. If it damages heart cells, you're going to develop heart inflammatory conditions, heart attacks. If it damages blood vessel linings, which you hear about with the spike proteins, uh, you actually get what's called internal hemorrhaging or you stroke out, bleed internally inside your body as it slices open aspects of your blood vessels and little bitty veins called capillaries. This so is what, this is, this is both what they are saying spike proteins will do, but it's also what snake venom does. So this isn't, they actually could just be the same thing and they called one spike proteins when in fact it's snake proteins, which is what venom is. And it really could just be a play in my opinion on letters in the word of snake and they just put the the uh, the two letters pi for na for snake and you get the word spike this so is something they do in farm they do this in pharmacy all the time in pharmaceuticals just so you know so let's say they uh did put the cobra peptide or dna into the the cells the mrna right which would ultimately change or splice up the dna then wouldn't people, other than like the, you know, the different diseases that they uh, are suffering from, wouldn't eventually the snake uh, DNA, if it's merged with human DNA, reflect a lot more outward and inward appearances and stuff? It, it would over time. Yeah. So you're going to inject, remember, you have trillions of cells in your body and they're going to be injecting billions of cells. Right. Of either snake venom peptides or spike proteins or mRNA or a virus, whatever they're injecting inside of you. It's my opinion, it's most likely venom. And when I prove it by testing all three of these different types of vaccines we're using in America, which are on the way to have tested at labs, which will be exciting. Once we yeah. determine that's what it is, this is going to be exciting and fascinating. Well, but, I believe you. Over time, it will create disease. Yep. Yeah. 
Over time, it will create disease and death of organs in your body. And if you want to get a view, a real good view of what my concern is of what's in the shots, now there's a great video done at uh, by Dr. Eric, E-R-I-C, Dr. Eric, E-N-B-Y, uh, -E he's a Swedish scientist. He did a actual video last year, I think it's on BitChute or something. Go there and look at it. It is pretty phenomenal. He actually shows Pfizer vials, Pfizer vaccine under the microscope, and he sees this organism in it that's actually making and manufacturing particles. It's actually sending out all by itself into the water in the vial. It's sitting under the slide and it's manufacturing something. I just that's want you to know, it actually looks like snake venom glands, uh -huh. organoids. This is little cellular tissue they extract from the venom glands of snakes and they can put in a Petri dish and it sits there and creates its own venom. You don't even need a snake. They've been using this in labs for years to generate venom. My concern is, is what you see under the microscope looks just like a snake venom gland organoid. And I would not be surprised if drug manufacturers are putting this in the vials for Pfizer vaccines, Moderna vaccines. And while it's sitting in a cool temperature, refrigerated truck, airplane, box uh, with dry ice, or it's sitting in a refrigerator at a lab or hospital or clinic, as long as it's in cold temperature, the organoid itself generates more and more venom. Imagine if they're just injecting venom inside of you uh, and allowing organisms to generate that on its own, which they've known for decades. They can make snake venom without the, the, the actual snake. And that's, that's what I worry about the most. And he talks about what people are going to have to do if this is ever injected inside of them. Uh, 50 years as a microbiologist, he talks about what every human being who gets the mRNA shots are going to do and have to do to prevent those organ organisms from destroying the organs in the body, causing death and disease over time. And he says, it won't be immediate for most people. They'll develop heart disease over time, diabetes over time, kidney failure over time, lung pathology over time, neurological diseases like prion diseases over time, based on these. So it's like the slow death of having all that venom just being yes. over and over. So that leads me to actually another question that I had, and I wanted to show you the video of, I know you've already probably seen a ton of videos on sudden death, you know, where they're like normal for one second and then boom, they're gone. So uh, I took one of the earlier videos of this uh, lady show, doing the cooking show, but I wanted you to see her reaction from the moment she's fine and then the next second that she's not. And I have a follow-up question about that. So, um, the reason why I wanted to show you that one is because she's perfectly fine, literally, like very energetic, and you know, and then all of a sudden, boom. So, if it's like micro, I can't say that word, but the inflammation of the heart, myocarditis. Yeah. So, if is something like it's building up because she took the vaccine earlier on and it's showing some heart damage or some other uh, organ damage. 
she, you would be able to feel that, you know, you, you wouldn't be like, okay, everything is fine. And then all of a sudden, and then, you know, I've seen similar reactions with many other sudden deaths. So to me, uh, heart inflammation is not enough to explain like what just happened there. Um, but a venom reaction is a lot more plausible, right? So like when the COVID opinion, yes. actually kicks in. So what do you feel about that? Uh, well, looking at the title there, it says 5G question mark. I'll, I'll just tell you right now, yeah. that actually looks more like to me a cerebral Anarchy. vascular uh, event. That means an artery in the brain uh, ruptured open and you're not going to feel that immediately, but it's not going to take very long for you to pass out immediately just like that. It's super dramatic and people will drop immediately as a result. So right. it's either a, it looks like a hemorrhage in the brain. It looks like a stroke in the brain. Uh, and that's exactly what snake venoms can do. Just talking at it, at it at, from this perspective, absolutely, this is an aspect of what venoms can do well, and can explain. Most of the injuries and death and diseases that are being reported from these shots, like you just watched, can easily be explained from a venom perspective, actually. Yeah, I think it would be venom related somehow because it's, I mean, it's not just her. I, I, there's like literally hours and hours of people just dropping dead, just like that. And even that initially when that nurse that was promoting the Pfizer shots, um, she fainted, you know? So it always like, and there wasn't even enough time. You know, a lot of these, uh, these sudden deaths sort of happen even minutes after the vaccine. So to me, that would correlate to something poisonous that they just received, right? And yeah, so we've, we've never seen the amount of cardiovascular damage uh, at all. We've never seen this much inflammation of heart tissue in young people or adults. We've never seen this much amount of micro blood clotting throughout the entire body, which is all a side effect of venoms. And it appears all of these shots actually. So it could easily explain why athletes are falling dead all over the place. There's over 400 soccer players professionally and in universities who right. have died and collapsed on the field since these shots all started. It's horrific. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Peter McCullough and I have done uh, several uh, in-studio interviews where we go over and show one athlete, one referee after another, just collapsing on a, uh, on a public stage, on a field, on a basketball yeah. court since these shots came out. Yes, it is very dramatic, um, but these shots are very dangerous. Absolutely. So it seems like people could be, you know, down the road, we don't know the effects from one year to 10 years or however long that they could suddenly at some point just collapse or die from organ failure. Like there's no way to know, you know, like, it, it, like that could be like your last second. Yeah, the, health, the internal health of your internal environment is going to dictate how fast or slow these results come where the disease processes actually uh, show up or appear. Uh, there is some things that we're very concerned about, actually, and I'll read something to you. Would you like me to read you something? Sure. Somebody had a meeting with the Pentagon last week, and then on Sunday decided to send me the message, and I'll read it to you. You would like to see it? Yeah, and that would be great. Or hear it, because this is what we're all worried about, actually. We're not the only ones worried about this, but this individual texted me 7 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. Just for a heads up, I was in a meeting yesterday at the Pentagon. There's going to be a resurgence in the fall 
and it will be caused it will be caused by the vaccinated and also was told that those vaccinated there is no way to reverse the attributes of the vaccines mm -hmm. now we are very concerned about this, but I'm not alone. They're, the people who have received the mRNA shots, the any of the COVID-19 shots, there's reasons to believe enough that there's venom even in the Johnson & Johnson shots and in the AstraZeneca and in the Cobravax COVID-19 vaccine in India, which is ridiculous, uh, but that's its name. I, I do actually believe that uh, there's venom in all of these. What we're all concerned about is we are in agreement, multiple doctors and scientists, that come the fall or between now and the fall, they can easily weaponize venoms and aerosolize them. In fact, I've been told by multiple people independently that they can go online and buy King Cobra venom in a can where you just spray it in the air, it's aerosolized. And mm -hmm. they're gonna use this as the next weapon to kill all the vaccinated people. And this oh, is how it's gonna work. This is how it's gonna work. It's only gonna affect the vaccinated. It will not affect the unvaccinated. Why would it only affect the vaccinated? Because they already have the peptides on them? Yep. We actually, there's several of us who already know that the venom peptides are already injected into the, the actual uh, vaccinated people. So what's going to happen is that's floating in your blood. The venoms are, and the venom peptides are in the blood. And if your body's generating venoms by calling it spike proteins and your body's generating these on its own and these own venom peptides, you're going to have a lot more by the time this happens. But the venom will be in the blood of the patients, the vaccinated ones. When they spray in the air on an airplane or in a school or in a subway train, which is what they will do, when they spray the venoms in the air and these vaccinated people breathe in, inhale the venoms, when it reaches the alveoli sacs, these little sacs inside the lungs, the venom in the bloodstream that comes to the alveoli sacs and receives oxygen and puts it into the blood, when the two venoms hit each other on the inside, there's going to be a massive immune reaction that's going to actually shred. The venoms will shred open, which is what they do. The phospholipases, which is a component of venom, they'll actually shred the alveoli sacs and you'll start bleeding internally in your lungs to death, except okay. it's going to be so thin. All these little bitty sliced up alveoli sacs, these little bitty bits of venom, that what's going to happen is when you breathe them in, the alveoli sacs are going to hemorrhage or start bleeding internally. And then your body's immune system is going to start to scar or heal over all the sliced little pieces of alveoli sacs. Your body creates scar tissue to stop bleeding to death. Oh my gosh. There's going to be such massive formation of scar tissue in the lungs trying to stop all of the internal bleeding. You're going to develop what's called pulmonary fibrosis. Your lungs will turn to cartilage and you will die as a result. That, that's how the die-off of the vaccinated is going to come. Not only is there a massive amount of people being injured and dying right now, we think is a massive amount. Uh, there are multiple people, some that even work in the US national counterterrorism have told me who specialize in preventing mass killings that you haven't even seen the killing yet. It's gonna happen when they aerosolize venoms from either cans, planes they're going to release this they mass make this stuff in factories all over the world and when they release it only the vaccinated will be See, traumatized this is why i wanted to interview because it, to me this topic is the only topic that anyone should be talking about we're Absolutely, talking about I agree. mass genocide throughout the whole world you know and if it hasn't even happened yet you know they're projecting slow death quick death whatever but now it's more weapons on weapons 
to you know, eradicate whoever's left. So I don't understand why people aren't worried enough. I mean, I know you are, but like in the general population, they're living out their normal lives as if this is all a conspiracy theory, you know? And yeah, it's going to be very, very odd to watch. But I will tell you, for those of you who have people who've got the mRNA shots, or if you've gotten the shots and you have um, COVID-19 vaccine remorse, <laughs> uh, yeah. there is something all of you should be doing. For all the people that you love, I don't care if you think the vaccines worked or not. Uh, if you've had any side effects or you believe you're going to have side effects or you're worried about what was injected inside of you, it is known that glutathione and vitamin C and N-acetylcysteine inhibit snake venom, phosphodiesterase, that the people who created these shots were using to do gene editing therapy. So if you do anything from here on out, everyone you love, should be on 5,000 milligrams of vitamin C right now every day. If you've gotten the mRNA shots or the COVID-19 shots and you've had blood clot issues or you've had symptoms ever since, I recommend all of you who've had symptoms of any kind since getting the shots, go do a D-dimer test. Go to LabCorp or Quest and request a D-dimer test. This will tell you if you're having blood clotting throughout your entire body, which is a side effect of snake venom. So blood clotting is a side effect of snake venom poisoning. And if that's the case, you need to go to an infusion center somewhere in your town who does vitamin C injections into your veins and glutathione injections and ask for the highest dose they recommend. And I would do that for several weeks. It actually helps to either eliminate snake venom, destroy snake venom, or at least inhibit its negative reactions in the body to cause disease and death. What about uh, ivermectin that's readily available and is cheap? Can that do similar things to? Like, yes. For the, for, yeah, for those who have gotten the shots and have any kind of symptoms ever since or get a new COVID variant of any kind or COVID symptoms, ivermectin is very beneficial. It actually protects the nervous system against the weaponized venom they call COVID-19, which is cobra toxin and Chinese crate venom toxin. So Ivermectin binds to what are called nicotine receptors in the brain that help control diaphragm, uh, control of your breathing. So it restricts breathing as venoms attached to that. Zinc, uh, nicotine, ivermectin, those are all very protective to venoms. Uh, well, thank you so and much. COVID. A lot of people would want to know that, especially now if there's a new attack coming. Um, sure. Actually, I only have eight minutes according to this. It's going to kick me out in 40 minutes, uh, but sure. I do appreciate you coming on and answering all these questions. Since I only have a little bit of time, I wanted to ask you um, a couple of other uh, big questions about, uh, since it's only part of the virus that went into the mRNA vaccine. Now, I've heard a lot of people talking about, uh, especially uh, Dr. Bosch, he was talking about mass vaccination and how that would induce and produce more variants. My question is, how can they anything produce variants when it's not really the live or dead virus, the actual virus, but only pieces of it, and then, then creating, you know, whatever Crimea uh, sort of cocktail, right? So how can there be any variants? I mean, are people really getting sick with the COVID or is something else like they're just getting ill because of the snake venom being all over their body? Yeah, great question. So that's Geert van der Bosch, just do your actual quoting. Yeah. Uh, Geert's a, a vaccinologist, a virologist. He's a brilliant guy. 
he mentioned that as we get one, if we actually started vaccinating people during a pandemic, when a virus is going between people, he said, what you're going to do is if you're vaccinating with mRNA technology before the pandemic's over, uh, the virus is still spreading and it's going to replicate and mutate around the vaccine, whatever mRNA you're injecting. Like for example, even now they say they're injecting you with a mRNA sequence of the alpha variant of COVID-19. Well, we've gone from alpha to beta to gamma to mu to omicron, delta, right? We've gone through all those. So what they've continued to say in research articles is that the vaccines aren't as good right now against any of the variants as it was against alpha, which is, which is exactly what Vanderbosch said and Geert, you know, Geert said. I will tell you, Luc Montagnier, who actually is the, uh, he discovered HIV or isolated that virus and then won a Nobel Prize. When they asked him about this pandemic, he just died a couple months ago. Everyone believes he was murdered. He was speaking out about the vaccine, saying that each of these mRNA vaccines is damaging a part of your immune system, and that is weakening your immune system's response to future variants. And that allows stronger, more infectious viruses to self-replicate or mutate around your damaged immune system. I mentioned earlier in this interview, Dr. Eric Indy's uh, observations underneath the microscope. In the 17-minute video, they show the clip of Luc Montagnier explaining how the shots are damaging the immune system and allowing for more variants to make people sick in the future. And they asked Dr. Eric Envy, 50-year microbiologist, do you agree with Luc Montagnier's assessment? And his answer was, no, I don't agree with it at all. That's not what's happening. He said whatever's in the shots is causing disease over time and killing organs in the person. It's not damaging the immune system. Whatever's in the shots that he was seeing on the film and on video is actually killing organs. That's what I study are particles in the blood that cause chronic illness and disease. And that's exactly what he saw. So uh, you've got two viewpoints there. Some people saying it's damaging the immune system, which is what Luc Montagnier said, allowing for variants to mutate. Geert Vanderbosch said, if you're vaccinating during the pandemic, it's going to be very easy for the body to make or the virus to mutate around whatever mRNA vaccine you're providing to create an antibody. Or an antidote. So he was saying it's going to accelerate and allow for more variants of the vaccine or COVID-19 to continue to thrive around the planet. And with every new variant, everyone says Geert was right. And uh, it could be right. In my opinion, every single uh, outbreak of COVID-19, I believe, is an orchestrated plan. They've been releasing venoms, actually, either in water or through gain-of-function testing with biological weapons labs, Either way, it's still venom. I actually think they're doing it through the uh, through the water. And any of these lull periods, like you're seeing right now, they're having to regenerate and create and grow more of these venom peptides to put in your water or in the air or in your food. Actually, and that's how they're going to target communities. It seems like it's all fronts. I actually watched uh, your interview with uh, Janet Phelan on the water. Uh, Wasn't that amazing? She reached out to me the very next day after watching the water drop, and she goes, "Oh yeah. my god." I've never studied venom in water, but what you just said is pure gold. You're going to save millions of people's lives around the world by bringing people's attention to water systems. She goes, and I've testified in Switzerland, Geneva, Switzerland. I've testified before the United States government. We have invested hundreds of millions of dollars here in the United States and have built underground a secondary water delivery system to every home, every apartment in the United States of America. And she has proof and blueprints as an investigative journalist and written books that the next and all future pandemics can be orchestrated by putting pathogens and toxins in water systems that are already built and can be remote control activated and valves open and closed remotely 
to organize and specifically target individuals, families, communities in the water. So this this has been very exciting to her. If you haven't seen that yet, I'm glad you watched it. But Janet, Janet yeah, Taylor, you guys a did a job. great job explaining a lot of that. Um, and it's it's just scary, you know, aerosol, water, food. I mean, it's everywhere. They're even talked about trying to create uh, plants that would generate the mRNA. So basically, we're just not safe from anything. But um, just a couple. And just so you know, plants already make venoms. They're called lectins. Uh, so they could literally just be putting lectins inside of foods that you're going to be eating, like tomatoes, lettuces, when it yeah. doesn't belong there. And you could be ingesting those and getting just as sick. The goal is to envenomate the whole planet with venom. And then they're going to have a massive die off. And they're starting to work on specific antidotes to protect people against those venoms they're being exposed to or have been inoculated with. And there's a company called Ophirex, O-P-H-I-R-E-X.com. Look at who's funding that, that company. It's only been around two or three years. The World Health Organization, the Department of Defense, and the Welcome Trust Fund of the, well, the World Economic Forum. They're donating $100 million to this company to create an antidote to snake venom. And they wow. need to stop and cut, they said, in half, all worldwide snake venom bite fatalities by the year 2030. That's not the goal. The goal is they're creating an antidote against the envenomation they're calling the COVID-19 vaccine agenda. That's what they're doing. Oh, my God. And it's an oral anti-venom pill that you, that you swallow. That's all they make is an oral anti-venom drug that they're using right now in a study called STAIRS to actually, and they've already passed the first two stages of their studies. This anti-venom drug is very successful at stopping acute respiratory distress syndrome, which is what COVID-19 is. And you can read about it on ophirix.com. Uh, yeah, I hope it, it's available to everybody soon, if that's the case. Um, I literally have, I think this is going to shut me out. So I will thank you so much for coming on. And I, I'm hoping this will be a useful video for other people to watch and continue the work. And I'm going to keep following you. And I hope, you know, that everybody gets on board on defeating this. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Have a great afternoon. You too. Bye-bye.